Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, Listening to this just in on Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix. Nothing says Sunday's podcast than a Jimmy Brennan dad joke. Okay, knock knock. Who's there, Jimmy? Voodoo. Voodoo who? His phone's ringing again. It's not fucking ringing, man. It was that, a method. It was a beep. I just put it on silent. I that wasn't the punchline, by the way. That wasn't the punchline. What's the punchline? Uh, knock knock. Who's there? Voodoo. Voodoo who? V- who do you think you are asking all these questions? Ah, see, it was worth it, wasn't it? It was. I yeah. think the listeners will agree it was worth it. It was worth the wait. Yeah. Hello, football fans. It's Footy Prime, the podcast. Yeah, no no Wonga today, but I'm here. Shams and JC is, JC is here. Craig's here and, and Jimmy's here as well. Um, the FA Cup, it's pretty good, isn't it? It's pretty good. Now, in fairness, in fairness, you know, yesterday's games, Saturday's games weren't like classics. No big surprises, but today some solid games. But but few will beat what we saw, Craig, between Wrexham and Sheffield United. That was one of those cup classics, I think. What's going to now to a replay after it ends three three at the death? The old fairy tale. This is just what they need, right? More more publicity. Yeah, that's right, uh, Mister Perfect. Ryan Reynolds still trying to figure out something that's wrong with that man, but. Haven't figured it out yet. I they think we, we, we were hoping it was, it was really um, thin calves. <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah, yeah. Haven't they nailed it there though? I mean, from a from a standpoint of like community and what they brought to that little town, North Wales, the exposure that they're giving them it just shows you what you can do. Seems like more fun than. Owning a Premier League team almost. It does, doesn't it, right? It's the build, yeah. I think. 
the build and that that the getting that reconnection, I think, between the club and the fans, and we'll see, we're seeing it. It might happen elsewhere, right? But you obviously don't see it on this kind of platform because of what mm-hmm. what him and his mate Rob McElhenney are doing here. Yeah, uh, and getting exposure. See, I would love to see what the master plan is, though, and where they want to get to. I mean, Craig and I were talking earlier. You know, it's it's brilliant what they've done to the, for that club. You know, the awareness that they've created. And, and even the advertising, where, wherever they go, they've always got a Wrexham hat on or a scarf on, or they're constantly, you know, promoting this club. But the further they go up the table, you wonder where the limit's going to be. Because if they get in a championship, they're going to be starting going, well, hold on a minute here. Now we've got to compete with some big clubs and a lot of money. And then if we get to the Premier League, there's no way we can compete <laughs> with the owners in this, this division. So it'd be good to see where they where do they look to get to? Do they look look to get to the second division, League One, and then say, okay, now let's flip this club? Like what I would love mm. to know what their master plan is. Mm. Well, I think part of it though is is building the brand right now. So if if they do keep this members and go and they get another promotion, say, and they're in League One or whatever, then they're really attractive to more investment because they've established that brand globally. Yeah. Right, the world's biggest little club type thing. That might be the master plan. So, so they keep building well. They win promotion in, in three or four more years again. And then suddenly everyone knows who they are. And then yeah. so, some big players come in, right? And say, okay, you know, we'll help. We, we want part of this. We'll yeah. throw some money at this club, get your bigger stadium, do this, do that. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe they do a plan kind of like LAFC and have all these multiple owners and big names involved as well. And, I mean, it's it's exciting times, you know. If you're if you're a Wrexham fan, I mean, at the same time, even if you're not a Wrexham fan, it's it's great to see what they're doing. It's amazing for football. What do you mean? There's millions of lifelong four month Wrexham fans. <laughs> that's really true. There's a lot of bandwagon jumpers right now, right? <laughs> that's fine. Not wrong with that. Yeah, there'd be those. Oh yeah, they're trying to find them be, on the map. Saying, "I remember, I was there before they they bought it. I was there." There's gonna be that division now in the ranks, right? Now, from what I hear, the uh, the new fan, the old fans are more than welcoming of the new fans, from what I understand. At least sure. and that's what we saw in in, in the documentary. <laughs> anyway, you know they they've got a great striker in Paul Mullen, and it'd be interesting to see what they're going to do with him. And as we all know, you need a striker if you want to get out of any division, and you need someone that's going to bang in goals. And you know he's he's that guy that's there now. What did he come down three divisions or two divisions to play in that league? Yeah, and he's the highest paid player by a mile. Yeah, in that league. exactly. You know what? Apparently, Sheffield United like him. Yeah. And to be part of that build, though? Yeah. Exciting. Well, how old's Paul Mullen? He, let me find out how old. He's, 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 he's 28. He's around. Is he 28? I think around there. Right. So you're Paul Mullen, right? And you're probably never going to be a Premier League player, right? For example, if, if, this, if he was, he would have made it at this point. Although you get the Jimmy Vardy stories, yeah, right? That's, that's good. But the chances are he's a good player, but he's not that level. So like Craig says, being part of this build... And what's happening globally? I mean, that's got to be a ton of fun. He's making good money. He's probably better off playing, you know, non-league football right now for Wrexham than playing in, you know, two divisions down from the top, perhaps. For sure, yeah. for sure. So exciting! And like you say, I mean, they will attract more players as well when the when time goes on because of the popularity of it and the appeal. But me and Jimmy were also talking about how they come to this decision on buying Wrexham. I mean, obviously. The availability, the cost, proximity, the geography. I'm not sure because the town's only 
60, 62,000 people. They're not far from Manchester, Liverpool, and bigger population bases, but it's not a place where, you know, it can grow massively within the actual town, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And they did have a lot of hurdles as well. I mean, they didn't own the stadium. They had issues with that. Stadium had to be rebuilt in certain areas. You know, it's it's a funny one. And then we were talking, saying, who would the club be that you would buy? I think I would go after a Torquay. Torquay United? Devon, the English Riviera. <laughs> <laughs> a big surfing town down there, right? Too far yeah. away. Too far away. That's perfect, though. Far enough from everybody. <laughs> yeah, from everybody. Even yeah. here, Bristol is a distance. I know, it's true. It's a good question, though. Okay, so Craig, who would you buy then? What, what, what would your team you want to build from the ashes and build up? Would it be someone near London? Well, yeah, I look at somebody like not far from Ipswich. You know, Ipswich is always a you know, much smaller place, just north of Colchester. Colchester is the oldest town in in England. They have potential. Um, they have room to grow. You have proximity to London. You know, all these different things like that. They've never, never, ever been. I mean, I made my actually made my league debut against Wrexham. Never thought about Wrexham ever since. i think my other my other team the other team that i would look at would be bath just outside of bristol beautiful town the roman spa the spa is a spa town hence the name bath right yeah Yeah. is that where bath came from the term bath must be right yes roman it's the roman baths yeah big rugby town big rugby town yeah i'm thinking uh somewhere like tunbridge maidstone where i grew up that kind of area too smaller clubs nice part of the world it's nice kent right gillingham i mean they're they're a bit bigger i suppose but still a small club to really build and you want a nice town though too don't you like a cambridge you do cambridge would be nice cambridge would be beautiful i love that town what a beautiful town that is and if anybody goes to england you have to stop in cambridge because that is one of the most beautiful towns i've been in oxford york york's gorgeous up north yeah isn't that the most the most haunted town in the in the country york is it really? That's what I heard. They do uh, They do these haunted tours all throughout the city. Man, there's lots of go- uh, ghosts per, per capita, I think, in uh, in UK. Probably more than most countries. It's so old, right? Yeah, we got a ghost on the podcast right now. <laughs> Craig's freaking internet. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Ghost in the machine. Just keeps popping in and out. Brutal. Yeah. <laughs> no surprise there. But yeah, uh, not, not to mention this match. I mean, listen, we, we here we are celebrating a 3-3 draw. They're not through yet, of course, but if you're a Sheffield United fan, you're pretty upset. I mean, great drama, John Egan scoring at the death there, right? But Canadian connection, right? Daniel Jebison, red carded in this one. Oakville's own Daniel Jebison, who's right now, it seems that he's leaning towards England. He's with the U20 set up there right now, but um, he's somewhat non-committal, I think, last I heard anyway. So uh, it's good to see a Canadian boy get a red card. Some connections there. Brilliant. Um, oh, we should mention, as we're on the Canadian tilt here, Kyle Aaron debut for Valladolid. Scores at the death against Valencia. Yeah. What a goal. Came on as a sub as well. Yeah. Was it his first touch? Close to it. Pretty much. Great, yeah, great header. They don't get many touches in the box, that's for sure. They'd only scored 13 goals, I think, in 18 games so far this season yeah. going into this one. So... Massive result for them, though. Like, 
massive, huge yeah, for Kyle, cool. like really good for him, but for the club itself, like where they are. Yeah. Ooh. You know, did you see the celebrations from the from the manager as well? He was going nuts. He'd been like that. See, I told you, we're going to hold off, and at a certain time, we're going to put him on. I scouted him. I wanted this player. He comes in and scores. <laughs> but you tell me this from a footballer's standpoint. You know, a guy that's had a really, really rough, really rough season, you know, unwanted at his previous club, gets jettisoned to this team. First game in, in Spain's top flight against Valencia. No, no small team, and you score mm. after just coming on. Yeah. I mean, from a confidence standpoint, right? You know, with strikers, right? It's all about confidence. This could be a huge thing for Kyle Lahren. Oh, it'd be massive for him. It would be so big for him. You know, he's coming there. You really, you don't, you're not familiar with the club. You don't know your teammates. The fans are looking at you now, thinking, "Oh, he's going to be the Messiah. He's going to be the guy that's going to score goals and keep us, keep us in the in the top flight." And then when you get there, you come off the bench and you score the game winner, three points, a massive three points that you need. And takes him out of the out of uh, the relegation zone as well. One point above. Dangerous though, Craig, isn't it? Like now you've set the bar so high. You know, the fans are gonna just expect this. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be yeah. uh, he won't be scoring every game, we know that much. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Well, he won't. I mean, the club's just not set up for that, and they haven't done it. They're not going to start all of a sudden filling the net. But yeah. if you can nick the odd goal here and there, I think they've, well, said it on Twitter, I think that's already paid for the, his loan spell right there. That three points yeah. is that valuable to the club. Yeah, it's huge. He's right. And the thing is, they've got a difficult match as well. I think they got Real Sociedad, who's next. They just tried Real Madrid. Yeah, they're sitting in third place. So he's, there's some monster games coming up for him. Stefan Estacchio scores as Porto beat Sporting in the League Cup final in Portugal as well. Nice goal as well. Driver there. I mean, good weekend for Canadians, eh? Jeez. Take that, a red card. Really good. A couple of goals. Yeah. Taking and, and an owner that just uh, got himself a replay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, never thought about that. Good old Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good, Craig. You we, you were mentioning it today too, right? It's, that's great for the club. And, he, and to be fair, Stax was making me laugh because he's probably thinking these guys don't have a clue how it works. <laughs> and they're thinking, so if we draw, we, what what happens now? Penalties? No, yeah. we, we go back to why are we going back there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we get and we get half the gate as well. Exactly. Oh, and there's t- could the TV camera show up, Jimmy. Now that's another couple hundred grand in their pocket. Yeah, yeah. Thinking, why, do, why, do we, why do we keep trying to win? Yeah, I mean they're, they're going to be in the hat for the uh, fifth uh, for their fifth round. So that's uh, sixteen teams remaining, which is just fantastic to be in there. But who do you guys think they? Sh- I think it, if they did manage to get past Sheffield, it's going to be really tough. But to get past Sheffield United, who do they want? Do you want? I a think big I, club? I think they want. You want a city, don't you? Yeah, yeah. you want a city, you want absolutely. The you want the biggest club that you can get because you know full well you're not going. You're biggest not winning. It. Yeah, you're not winning this. And those lower clubs, they just they try to go out as far as they can. And their goal is to get one of the monster clubs because if you get the big clubs, it's it, that's that's their JC's final. face. You just you just yeah. broke JC's heart. I think it's no, no, but he had a shot. I'll tell you why. Because let me just pull up my North Star bets here. Because I have Sheffield to win the whole FA Cup. Or sorry, no, not Sheffield. 
Uh, Wrexham, my bad. Hardly knew him, Wrexham. Uh, <laughs> but I have them to win the whole thing. It's uh, 751 to, uh, to 1. So I, I put a buck on it. And if they don't win, I'm out of buck. But if they do, $751 coming to this guy. Boom. I love that bet. So Why I not? feel I watched the game today and I was blown away by like they're scrappy, super scrappy. And I feel like you put them against a big club. They'd be like, well, what, what is this? It's like putting a small dog around a big, huge dog. The little dog is running in and out and flying around. It's got nothing to lose. But the big dog's like, well, what the hell do I do? And then just gets tired and goes to sleep. Yeah, it's a bit like a, <laughs> a bit like a tofurkey. He's so, like, you know, big yeah. dog around a little dog, basically. Yeah, same kind pretty of thing. Pretty much. Yeah. Delicious. Mm. Mm. Well, that's really kind of good. the FA Cup in a nutshell. Yeah, it really is. That's a good analogy, JC. That's awesome. I uh, actually put, dog. I had money on uh, a parlay today. And I had Stoke winning, which they won. I have West Ham tomorrow, which they should win. And I had Sheffield United against Wrexham, with Sheffield United winning. So that was good. Excellent. Christ's sakes. Oops. It's looking good there for a while. Hey, oh, I'm, just wait, I'm just waiting for you to bring up one game there. Buddy. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to avoid it. No, again. let's talk about it. Brian Liverpool was a really, really good game, though. Yeah. And uh, listen, Brighton are just... When we've, we've, we've talked about them a lot, I think, in the last little while, but they just keep doing it. This time around, Casado's not even in the 11 because he's whining, wants to move out. Yep. Zerbi says, you know, yeah, we won him, but we'll move on with that when we have to. And they put in that performance... Yeah. And this Matoma kid, oh. one of these kids just come from nowhere. Absolutely brilliant. And that goal was, was I mean, I haven't seen all the FA Cup goals just yet yeah. for the weekend, but I, I can't imagine too many being better than that one. Do you know what? Honestly, Sharms, the, the minute that the ball got crossed in, I think nine times out of ten, most, most players just try to hit it first time. But the way he controls it outside of the boot, away from goal, right? He's facing the other way. Pulls it across himself, makes it look like he's having a volley. Defender sells himself, pulls it over him, and then bang, puts it in the back of the net. I, I couldn't believe the finish. I was like, what a finish that was. And this guy is some player, isn't he? He is worth he, I mean, he had a good World Cup. Yeah, and Trent and Alexander-Arnold, what a – he was having a stinker against him. He got yanked off, didn't he? Yeah, he got pulled off, and then they brought in James Milner, hoping that he could contain him, but it was – it was poor performance by him, but that Matoma, he's such a good player. Clever. He's got great movement. He reads the game so well. Did, you see, the goal, did you see the goal uh, Na- uh, Osamen for Napoli? Do you see that goal yet? It's, it's really, really similar to that one, but even better. You get a chance, take a look at it. It is ridiculous. And yeah. it's a very, very similar goal, kind of like, you know, the, almost the volley around the defender and then the finish. But yeah, it's amazing, I mean, it, it's amazing though when you see them in the box now, James. Some of these players, just like the composure that they have, right? No panic whatsoever in them now. Just so relaxed. Where does that come from? I don't know. It's I guess a, a self belief. It's training. It's obviously you know coaches that that are constantly, you know, working with you to to get you to understand. Never panic in these situations. Relax. You know, and, and you can just see that's that's the confidence that they have to do that. It's it's remarkable. It really is. And you can see, like, why, I mean, even a defender that came across, a Liverpool player that came across, and he's he's thrown his body in there thinking he's this guy's going to hit it first time. So even the players are thinking you're, you're, you're hitting this ball, but just to have that presence and composure, is, it's remarkable. I love the Zerbi's reaction. There was no reaction. 
It's as if he just expected yeah. it. Yeah. He's pretty calm, isn't he? Back there, Deserby. Really cool. Yeah. I think he wanted to celebrate, but he was probably thinking, we are playing Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Anything could happen, I and suppose. Then there's a few minutes left, so I'm not getting excited here because we've seen it numerous times, these last-minute goals in, in English football. But well, we saw it with Wrexham and Sheffield United today. Right? It always happens. What do you make of uh, Casado? And he wants to move to Arsenal, and he came out on Friday on social media with this big, long, multiple-string um, open letter to the fans saying how much he loves the club and loves his time here, but it's time for him to move on, and he really thinks he can do this, which will really help Brighton in the future as well. I thought it was sickening myself. Did you see this? And, I mean, it, you want to move, and you're trying to engineer a move. It happens. But to go so public with it? Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. You know, I'm, I mean, I think we, we've had these discussions before. You know, sometimes when you, when you want to move or you want to get out of a club, it's best to do it behind closed doors and, and let your agent get involved with it. And because the minute you start coming out and you, you start causing problems, you're in social media talking about clubs or what your goals are, where you want to go. And there's a lot of managers these days that they don't want to deal with it. They do not want to deal with it. And they're thinking, fuck, well, if you come, if you're doing it at that club and you come here and, and you're unsettled and you're not performing well, are you going to do the exact same thing to me now? Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, especially with social media. I mean, sure, back then, you know, when we played, social media wasn't big. So players all the time in a dressing room, I, I want to get out of here. There'd be arguments or discussions. But now to go to social media, you know, if I'm a manager, I'm looking at it and I'm seeing a player that's, you know, that's causing issues within a dress room or within a club and promoting themselves and saying they're not happy, you know. I I wouldn't want to deal with it. And, and Craig, to do it, I mean, okay, it's one thing I suppose to do it in the summertime, right? When, you, you know, if you know how it works in football, it's your right to, you know, move if you really want to move. It's how football works. But you're with Brighton in this incredible season right now. You're going long in cups. You could potentially finish top four. You're in that conversation right now. And then to force a move mid-season, that's what kind of rubs me the wrong way. It wouldn't have bothered me so much if it's done in, in June or July. But you're doing it in January. When I know it's the windows open, but just look at this little club that Brighton yeah. is and where they're at and what they're about to accomplish. And to throw, you know, when they've lost Trossard already, he's gone, did the same kind of thing, or got pissy and refused to play. And now you're doing the same kind of thing? I've got no time for it. No, I've never had any time for it either. It's never a really good sign. Like Jimmy says, as a manager, I think long-term, it's not really good for a player. But a lot of these guys, mercenary players, are looking at contracts, are looking at the best opportunities, where to go. It doesn't a club. They don't care about anything except themselves. So those players do exist. Yeah, Craig, Craig's just... right. Craig's right. It does that does happen. And you know, it's yeah, it's it's wrong. Um, but you know, going back to what you're saying as well, Sharms, like you, you're in a club right now that's performing week in and week out, you know, fighting above above your your weight class. And they're playing brilliant football. They're one of the best teams to watch in the Premier League. And you want to you want to move away from that? And there's other big clubs that are struggling right now, big time. Yeah. Like you're yeah. You're, you're, you're that far away, inches away from, from getting into a, a European place. And, you wanna... and, and you'll be going to and you'll be going to another team, potentially. You, you get your move to Arsenal or Chelsea midway through the season. You haven't been part of it yet. 
You know, I think it's crazy. Yeah. Let me read you this little these tweets that you put out on Friday. Okay, this is Mo Moses Casado. Um, I'm grateful to Mr. Bloom and Brighton for giving me the chance to come to the Premier League, and I feel I've always done my best for them. I always play football with a smile and with heart. I'm the youngest of 10 siblings from a poor upbringing in Santa Domingo in Ecuador. My dream always to be the most decorated player in the history of Ecuador. I'm proud to be able to bring in a record transfer fee for Brighton, which would allow them to reinvest it and help the club continue to be successful. The fans have taken me into their hearts and they'll always be in my heart. So I hope they can understand why I want to take up this magnificent opportunity. Oh, the little kid that did good. Oh, you know what? Yeah, okay. Okay, Moses. I get it. You get your move. To hell with the club <laughs> and what they're doing this season. Oh, it's a record transfer fee. Thank you so much. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I like this guy. I really like this guy until this. Yeah, that's absolutely brutal. It is. <laughs> yeah. Just what taking a joke. The taking the piss. It's um, taking when the a club's give you everything. And gave you every single opportunity. And they believed in you. And then all of a sudden you're like, ah, yeah, I see ya. Yeah, like literally this season he's become something. Like he's been For recognized sure. this season. Like wait till the summer. Yeah. Wait till the summer. Go knock on a manager's door and say, hey, look, thanks so much. But let's, let's try to do a deal. I want to push on a little bit. But like yeah. right now when you guys are, are fighting for a European spot – like I said, Jimmy, they don't. Some of these guys just don't freaking care. It's an opportunity with the money that they're on at Brighton at the particular moment. You know, his agent saying so and so is trying to come in for you. Massive amounts of money more if you move. All yeah. these things, you know. And it's a day a day before they play Liverpool in the FA Cup. I mean, talk about distraction, right? Yeah, Liverpool. By the way, um, Klopp said post match. Obviously, hates that they lost, but he saw some positives. There were some in there. I think it was a good game, right? <laughs> but Brighton's a better side right now. Um, they are. And, and Liverpool's got really the Champions League now, and that's really about it. Yeah. But it was a year ago, Charms, or I think they were up at this time, four trophies. That's right. FA Cup, League Cup, Champions League, Premier mm -hmm. League. Yeah. Now they've got a fight for the top four in Champions League, and they're just going to have to play a lot better than they are if they're going to be successful doing either one of those, you know, but isn't the Premier League great? I mean, when you, it's so competitive, it's just absolutely crazy. I just love it. And it's tough. It's tough to be consistent at winning, even at a club like Liverpool. Yeah. It's so difficult. Yeah, it, it is. And to do it year after year without, without the finances of a city or, or even I say Chelsea, they've had a poor campaign, but it is difficult. Right. And I think Klopp seeing that, that cycle come to an end, of a team and now he's trying to start a new cycle and to do that whilst maintaining you know competitive top four football it ain't easy and that's where the, the truly great great clubs and managers and teams find a way and I'm not saying club can't do it right but it's a huge summer coming up for that team yeah, they're not going to finish top four this year they don't spend the money not even close to the not others and they've no. done a really really good job recruiting and buying players I mean going back to Salah what did they get him for a song a song like nothing. Nothing, right? Yeah. In comparison to what he's worth, well, this year he's got seven Premier League goals. I think seventeen overall. So he's been getting the job done. But um, Gakpo looks you know, slowly but surely. He looked okay today, but so many injuries. You know, if they had Jota all season, if they had Luis Diaz all season, I think it would have been a different story. But they didn't, and that's what happens when you play sixty odd games a year. You yeah. know, it, you can burn out. You need depth. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be a difficult season. Look, for me, I don't think they're going to get into that top four now. I think they're too far out of it. And it's like what we said before, now you've got another giant that's coming to – that's joining the playground now with Newcastle. <laughs> and they haven't even started spending money. And, and United. <laughs> and United. <laughs> Who have suddenly, you know, back to being a relevant contending team, it looks like anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Alex Ferguson didn't have anything – like that, you know, really for years of his reign at Manchester United, they were they were the king in the wallets, right? They they could outbid everybody. Not so much anymore. It's changing. They beat oh. Reading on uh, on Saturday. Nathan Ake. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up here. Yeah, City beat Arsenal with Nathan Ake. That's right. Man, you beat Reading. Uh, mm-hmm. Not a great mm-hmm. performance, but but three points. Um, Arsenal losing though. That was interesting on Friday. Haven't lost much this year, but I guess if you if you look at the team they put out, um, they rested some star players. No Odegaard, for example. Um, and you look at City's, you know, even if C rest players, they're still world class. It was still a decent performance by Arsenal, but they're out of the cup. Time now to focus on the most important thing, right? I guess, and that is winning a championship. Yeah. I agree. I yeah, think. well, that's it. it. You know, when you look at all these guys, whether it's Wrexham, whether it's Sheffield United, whether it's Ipswich Town, whether it's West Ham, they have their eyes on other things. The FA Cup is is great, but they have other things that are, are really more important to them, unfortunately, for the Cup. But staying in the Premier League, getting to the Premier League for Sheffield United, even Wrexham getting into the league, Ipswich trying to get into the uh, championship, you know, so it's, a lot to play for for these teams. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think if, if you're Arsenal as well, my my goal is to win the Premier League. Forget about oh. the FA Cup right now because your next match is against Everton. Then you got Brentford after that. And then you still got a game in hand. So if you win the next, if you win your game against Everton, you're eight points up now on City. Oh. Right? And you've come out of a cup match. Yeah, okay, fair enough. You, you lost, but... Yeah you don't have any injuries and you're just focusing on this Everton match now because that's a monster match that you need to win. Yeah. And the fans would be thinking the same thing, Jimmy. They'll be like, ah, you know, we'd like to have seen them beat City, but, you know, blessing in disguise. So yeah. where does the Europa League fit into this? Because they're in that still. Were you finish, finishing top four and winning the Europa League? Is that better than just winning the league? What do you no. think? It's not, no. is it? No, I, I'm, no. I'm with you. No. I'm with you. Not even close. No. Premier no. League. Yeah. And they've First been nowhere near that for years. 2004, that would be. It's a long time ago. A long time. Yeah. Where's the last 18 years gone? It's crazy, isn't it? Oh, it's nuts. <laughs> and I think, the, I think for the players and for the club, there's no probably no better feeling than to get into the Champions League as the winners of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Actually being a champion in the Champions League. Yeah. It's huge. Do you find the FA Cup this week kind of ruined your, your Premier League flow a little bit? I love the FA Cup. always have. But kind of really into the Premier League right now for the reasons we've, we've just mentioned. And then they, they shut down for the second week in what, three or four weeks, whatever it is. Do you now- think there should be midweek FA Cup? and leave the weekends the prem or are you fine the way it is as a player did it kind of feel disjointed no 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 i enjoy the cup weekends yeah 
and then you enjoyed them too if you're already knocked out of the cup and then the team that yeah. you're supposed to play are still in the cup and you're at your weekend off <laughs> <laughs> how would that work though you'd be i mean on a saturday that you would be playing normally you're out of a cup would they bring you in for training how would it work no they give you a weekend off really you'd actually have the weekend off yeah, unless you're absolutely shit in the bed and the, the manager is really pissed off and he's going to run you like a rabbit. But other normally they'd be like, yeah, we're going to, yeah, they would give you the weekend off. Yeah. Very um, rare. Very Le- rare thing. Leeds beat Ackerton Stanley. And uh, I'm not sure if you saw the pictures of the locker room at Ackerton Stanley. They're, they're like the new, they're the, the, is it Japan or Korea? Japan, right? I think international tournaments are renowned for leaving the locker room even cleaner than when they, they first got there. Mm-hmm. And now Leeds are doing it too. And even Jesse Marsh even tweeted out, I hear these photos are making the rounds. Just want to say what a great group of people we have at the club to make such things possible. Good old Jesse. Very, <laughs> very Ted Lasso. Really was. Yeah. Um, but all right, let me ask you, I want to get into like locker rooms a little bit before we, we say farewell today. And, and you see the, general locker room post-match it's disgusting right there's shit everywhere jimmy when you were a coach at york did you make an effort to leave opposing rooms clean or well you tell the player you you tell the players clean up and kind of look after it obviously there's a little bit of a mess but you try to make sure that you do you don't leave it in a, a stupid state you can't so if you're playing what about say you're playing a rival like a team you freaking hate or, or it's a nasty game and it's been really ill-willed. Managers yeah. going at it, you know, bad challenges. You fucking hate those guys. Yeah, you trash the dresser. <laughs> you leave a big turd in the corner. You do, On, eh? on the radiator. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I tell you what, I think it's a super, super classy thing to do. And I think yeah. if I was – Looking at uh, how Jesse Marsh would handle that, I would imagine they would be like, well, it's not something that I've thought up myself. But when you saw those pictures of the Japanese dressing room in the World Cup and leaving it spotless, what an impression that leaves. Yeah. Massive bit of PR for a mm. club for a little, little effort, yeah. you know. So guys, pick off for yourselves and uh, make sure it's uh, spotless when you leave. I think it's an absolutely brilliant idea. Yeah, and I think I think you've got to look at uh, where they were playing as well, right? You're playing in a, a lower league club. They don't have the resources that you do at a big Premier League club, and it's mm. it's a very for me it's a it's a great sign of respect as well. You know, coming in there as as a big dogs Premier League guys and just saying, you know what, thank you everybody, we enjoyed it, thanks for your hospitality, mm. and we're out. Sometimes it's hard to leave the dressing room super clean because it's dirtier when you get there. there's not much effort put in it's like leave it from the previous week yeah see a waitress room who cares oh some of the dressing rooms is atrocious what was the worst the worst uh, dressing room you can remember like what stadium is renowned for like the away the away room being just awful small cramped or whatever Colchester United where I made my debut against Wrexham Blair Road they don't play there anymore they got themselves a new stadium but it was a shithole and there was non-league grounds probably a hundred of them around the country that were better the home dressing room the water didn't well, it, was, it was hot sometimes <laughs> lukewarm cold the other times there was dirt in the corner probably from 50 years ago yeah those big baths jimmy that all the guys sat in you, you got all sorts of freaking diseases sitting in those tubs yeah that's a, <laughs> yeah he did they didn't have single baths it was 
one big bath where the whole team gets in. Was yeah. it like the big old rugby bath, was it? Yeah. yeah. I saw yeah. a picture of Ipswich Town, 1968 recently, them in one of those baths, and uh, half of them in there are hacking Smoking. on. <laughs> I, I think that's when you would have been – you were born a little bit too late, Craig. I think you would have fit really well into those, those teams in the 60s yeah. and 70s. I won't lie, though. I love those big baths. I bet you did. I was first one in. Yeah, I bet you were. Just That's more okay. than happy to come on, boys. Come on, lads. The party. At the end, there's a scum on top of it. <laughs> and it leaves a ring around the tub. I know this because I had to clean the bath, the, the toilet, the, the whole bathroom set up for Ipswich when I was a youth player. Holy shit, trying to get that scum off there was just, just hard without cleaning products. <laughs> <laughs> Do the other are they even existing anymore? It's just from a public health standpoint, they're probably not existing, are they? I'd imagine yeah. in the old grounds they are. Yeah. 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 Now it's like single baths, right? And ice baths and all sorts of modern fan oh. dangled stuff. I'll tell you what, if I was in those baths now, I'd have my sphincter so tight. <laughs> <laughs> the disease creeping through regardless, Craig, I think. <laughs> Especially in those bubble baths, eh, Forrest, when all of a sudden you get a finger starting to go in. <laughs> what are <laughs> you talking at? about? There's, I knew 20 it'd be you. There's 20 guys in this bath. Who is it? <laughs> <laughs> it would be you. I'd know it. It would be your toe or something stuck right up my... <laughs> <laughs> like a cork. Yeah. <laughs> we should get like a communal footy prime bathtub. Do, do the pod from a bathtub. Wouldn't that be uh, fun? Wonger will just get sick again. Yeah, again oh yeah yeah all right uh anything else you want to get to from the from the weekend's action oh jc has well you know wonger not being here i thought i'd step up and do a little bit of uh um a little bit of research and and searching out to see if i could find us a team and i think i found a team that is willing to take on footy prime as their official sponsor um in the uk uh, I was working this deal out as we were going through the show today. And the Sandridge Rovers Reserve senior team is going to take on Footy Prime, the podcast, as their main sponsor. Now, we might have to cough up some money. But I, I imagine that if, if we just get you know the, the shirts printed, they will wear them. And there will be dozens, dozens of spectators that will see these shirts on a weekly or semi-weekly basis when the uh, matches aren't postponed. It shouldn't cost as much. You did say reserves, didn't you? Yes, it's because they're older. You see, it's this the Sandridge Rovers, oh. uh, the the Premier Team. They're in the eleventh division. Um, yeah. So the reserves, they're in a little bit of a they're a little further down the road. But uh, my cousin uh, Stuart Love. He is on this team, and he's brokering a deal so that we can actually have – maybe they'll fly us over. Um, I mean, we'll have to pay, obviously. But um, <laughs> they'll fly us there with their in their private uh, – in their uh, uh, Volkswagen Golf to the, to the pitch, and we can, you know, be there, and we'll just be treated like it's, – it's exciting. It's, it's a good start, I'll tell it you It does what. sound exciting. It could yeah. be like – you know all those photographs of Ryan Reynolds today, you know, in the stands, you know – it could be like photos of us in the stands. Yeah, and I have it on good authority that they do have a communal bath still. Really? We could absolutely get in with them. 100% getting in there. Yeah. 
So that's Sandridge crazy. Rovers uh, reserves. That's so. So this is a sponsorship deal for a shirt sponsorship, but there is is a potential for us to purchase the team. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, I mean, that's what we're trying to work out. But I think we just need to feel it out first. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, some of the players can't make it because you know their their kids have other obligations. So mm-hmm. sometimes the games just don't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe that's where you guys could jump in. You know, Craig could fill in uh, in goal. You know, and Jimmy could you know, you know, use that lefty again, get it going. Maybe we have a chance at, cause right now there's, they're seventh in the division, okay. uh, which is, which is getting there. Um, but I think in the division 20 something, I think 23. Really? Where, is so. Where is Sandwich? Where is Sandwich? Uh, it's it. Well, it's the, uh, it's the, the Hertfordshire, uh, C, uh, County league. Hertfordshire so is nice. So it's, yeah. So you got, you got, um, what are the other teams? I, I, I should know this. Um, you got St. Albans city. St. Albans is beautiful. Um, you got Hottiston Town, you got Bush Hill Rangers. I mean, come Bush on. Hill. Oh, no love lost there. Bellstone. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, you know, you got Cuffley. I mean, man, I mean, who doesn't want to play against Cuffley? That's a beautiful bath that they have in there. This yeah. could be a great, a great foundation for our podcast to take that next step as well. That's what I'm as thinking. much as obviously we're really, really helping them out. Um, it goes both ways, you yes. know, we're gonna get that, that UK presence finally. After all this time, yeah, we'll sell it to Netflix. Yeah, exactly. There you go. We'll or working it, JC. Keep working that deal, and I'm, then we'll uh, reconvene on on Tuesday. Yeah, and so, see where we're at with it. So, all our listeners out there, you need to check out Sandridge Rovers and start following them on Twitter. They almost have two hundred followers. Really? Yeah. Let's try to get it to two. I like that. Let's, we're gonna we're gonna adopt a team and, and and watch them slowly climb the ladder. Of English football. <laughs> yes. You never know. They might make it into that 10th division. You never know. I love the idea. It's, that's brilliant. All right. Thanks, JC. And maybe one day you'll see them on Fubo TV when they're in the Premier League. That's very, very clever way to pump a partner's Fubo TV. By the way, the 31st is, I think, Tuesday. You still have till Tuesday to get a great deal on your Fubo TV subscription. FuboTV.com slash prime. Sign up first, I think, three months free or half price or something. I forget what it is now. It's a good deal, though. And uh, you can watch all your Premier League football and much, much more, of course. And while you're watching it, listen bets on North Star Bets, of course. Footybets.ca. All right. Thanks, fellas. We'll, we'll chat again on Tuesday. We may or may not have a guest, but we'll, we'll figure things out between now and then. Maybe uh, we'll get the, the Sandwich Rovers uh, coach on. That'll be a great interview. Great interview. Jimmy. Craig, JC, thanks fellas. Keep our newspapers. Cheers for listening. Join the conversation on Twitter. Help us fill Warner's mail sack at footy underscore prime.